Welcome to Soul Inspired Leadership's latest podcast. And today, Anna Memelaki is returning to be a guest. She's been on a couple of times before. And the reason why I enjoy having Anna on is because she has so much to offer, particularly in the world of human resource, where she is very well known. Um, she's certified HR professional. She's uh, certified in change management. And she's, um, for once, she recognised one of the global experts in employee engagement within the, I think, the Global Employee Engagement Influences list. And so she's been rec well recognised in the area of HR and, and has operated in a global perspective of a couple of large MNCs as the global HR person. And she's an active member of the Silicon Valley HR community. So she knows what's going on at the moment. So welcome, Anna. Thank you very much, Ross, for having me. Always a pleasure to discuss with you. Yes, we could talk for hours, Anna and I. There's no doubt about that. So, and what we're, we're thinking about what we're talking about today, it's, 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 as we said, there's a lot of things happening as people start to go back to work or if it's their choice not go back, go back to work with the same organisation or even go back to work, um, just stay at home. So there's a lot of variances, a lot of different things. And it's, it's like anything that's challenged us in the past. Our way of working, our way of doing things was disrupted by a, a virus. And it's now, the like any challenge, it's now the opportunity for organisations not to go back the way they were, but to create something that adds the best value for that organisation. And I know Anna works with a lot of different people over uh, throughout the US and the, world, the globe in doing just advising in that area. So what's your thought about the fact that now's the opportunity to create something that's different, that's new, that's going to be best for the, our organisation? Well, uh, thank you, Ross, for seeing uh, things like that, because indeed um, that's uh, an opportunity to really shuffle how things are being done. Yeah. I would like to say that uh, my background uh, was always at um, sitting at the centre of excellence of uh, um, the OD role mm -hmm. within global organizations. So my expertise was always implemented on the organizational design aspect. Yep. And uh, for that reason, um, I see that this is a great opportunity to see things with the uh, new lenses. I would like to take um, uh, one example, if I may, Ross. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I hear a lot of uh, nagging around here in the Silicon Valley regarding how tight the labor market is. And it is indeed. Yeah. Uh, recruiters are very much exhausted. I mean, uh, they can't really find the people that they need. And uh, mm -hmm. when they find them, it's very difficult to, to be competitive in their offers. So um, do we expect any, any, any improvement on that? Um, the demographics really do not help. Uh, um, uh, do not help into having more hope. Uh, also, the shift in the, in the people priorities do not also help towards that direction. So it, it means that uh, for the next years, maybe a decade, um, at least, we see that the market will be tight enough, and the companies would not have uh, simply really uh, the skill set uh, required for them to yeah. operate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and what is the reality? I mean, can they continuously raise the uh, package, uh, the compensation, the benefits? Can they really continuously really 
uh, chase uh, uh, competitors' uh, um, uh, employees and how sustainable that is. So this is a very much uh, um, something that needs to, uh, we need to put some thought up, uh, upon. Um, there is a system by which we hire the people. There is a system, there is a, uh, a system that we utilize for recruiting the people. There is a system, and by system, I mean really a process. So we go out there, we make, let's say, the, uh, we understand what is required, what are the skills yeah, requirements yeah. for the role. And, and we start the process of filtering out the right candidates and so on. Um, is this really the right way to do it? One and second. When we really get these people inside the organization, um, do we really enable these people to efficiently, purposefully uh, do a fulfilling work? Yeah. So yeah. In, in both cases, I see uh, the system or the method or whatever you we can call it being uh, the blockage. And I would like at this point to offer a wonderful quote that I've heard and I liked it. It was um, um, said by William Edwards Deming. Uh, he was an American engineer, um, a statistician, in fact. Uh, he was a professor, of course, a lecturer. Yeah. Um, he was um, initially educated as an electrical engineer, but later he specialized in uh, mathematical physics. And he was the one that uh, uh, helped uh, develop the sampling techniques, which were afterwards uh, used by the US Department of the Census and the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And he had said something which I firmly believe. A bad system will beat a good person every time. Yes, yes. I can understand that. Yes. Yes, it takes good people to change the system. Yes, it, it takes good people to change the system yeah. and it takes a good system to change the people. Yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 so it, you need people, systems need people and people need systems, basically. It's, and it's a question of uh, the quality of each and they both influence each other. Um, That's why the progressive organizations nowadays, they recognize the, the opportunity to, to use uh, today's fight for uh, war for talent as a catalyst, yeah. uh, as a catalyst to, to rethink and to reorganize how the work is being done within the organizations. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's, I guess it's also a time, even then, it, when you think a bit in the future, you know, I don't think, because <clears throat> we're... I was reading a lot of things, old articles that were, were coming out prior, as we're coming, going into a lockdown about saying that people are worried about keeping their job because they're worried about the organisations. And now we've come out of this and people are in a position to really dictate a lot more as to where they go and work because there's such a talent shortage. So it's like anything, it just seems the, the, the COVID disrupted everything, but people have come out with the power but it's it's the organization that can best use those people and the ones who best use those people that, or, the, or the limited talent that you have are the ones that are going to really go forward uh, at, a, at a good rate and that's where the question is how do we develop the systems attract the people and and retain them with through the leadership but how do we get that and get it working because um, it's 
it's not the way it was. How do we start and get that working from now? So people's mindsets alone are different than what they were a few years ago. And, and, and it's not only the pandemic uh, uh, that uh, has changed that. It's also technology, I would say. Yeah. Because yeah. Imag- what it has just happened with the pandemic, if that had happened, let's say, 10 years ago, could that be successful? Could we have been working from home that, uh, I mean, uh, uh, easily? No. No, we couldn't so, have been. So yeah. it's also yeah. the, techni- the technology that enable, uh, enables us uh, really to do that. And that is, uh, uh, that is going to be uh, growing uh, at exponential rate as we get into the, into the decade. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. if You're that means that I can really send my avatar to work for me, at a, at, a, at a virtual office and I can really exchange with my colleagues through my avatar. Mm-hmm. So that could be a very much a futuristic way of seeing the office. Yeah, yeah. like it's, 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 um, it's, I agree with you. And, and then you add in uh, artificial intelligence in uh, the use of robots in manufacturing, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there's all sorts of dynamics that uh, 10 years ago we, we couldn't have done. And, and we're struggling still now with technology. It's not so much the technology, it's the bandwidth issues in, in um, transporting the information around the world. That's sort of, to me, is overloaded. As we know, we're, we're, we're recording this via Zoom. You're in San Francisco, uh, well, you're in, well, in the Silicon Valley and I'm in Singapore at the moment. Yes, we can do that but the quality of the transfer of the information can sometimes be at risk because of the, the overload of information that's flying around the world. So we can do all these things. It's just a matter of doing it the way that's uh, the most effective. And that's give, that gives me the opportunity to say that uh, um, it is important uh, for the leadership of an organization to explore um, uh, not only how the data Flows. I mean, the workflow of information, it's so important. But at the same time, the quality of this information and the utilization of this information towards the strategic drivers of an organization. Yeah. Because when you, uh, when you have a bunch of data, because eventually, I mean, with all these systems, bunch of data is very, very much uh, landing on, on your, on your uh, offices, on your systems, on your computers. How do you synthesize? How do you corroborate the story that would speak to your own strategy as an organization? That is very much that is very much what is required from leadership today. And uh, to do that, you don't just need people that do data analytics, data scientists. Mm. You need first of all clarity on your strategy, on, on your fundamental purpose, and uh, very much understanding how your drivers. Uh, this, your strategic drivers are going to lead you to success. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and that, some of those fundamentals uh, are changing um, in the sense that not that long ago, the purpose of an organisation was to provide shareholder value. Well, it's, it still does, but it's, it's more broader. It's to provide stakeholder value and, and the environment's one of the stakeholders. So it's, it's a changing way we look at things uh, so in in a more broadening of what we contribute to society rather than we just here to make money and clear off you know that's and that's still important to make money and I know a lot of startups are here to make money and sell it you know list it and then sell it 
and then enjoy the fruits of that effort, that's creating an idea. That's not creating the sustainability of the organisation as it goes forward. All these sorts of things. So it's just about broadening up, I guess, the way we look at everything um, and not just look at it in a narrow tunnel. And would that make well, sense? <laughs> Well, it does. And, and I would like to say two things. One is that I always say, and I repeat it, that uh, corporations are very much having society as one major stakeholder. And if they only produce services and goods and they don't produce good for the society, eventually the society is smart enough to understand the, uh, that. And uh, yeah. that kind of organizations are very much uh, uh, put aside. That's one thing that I wanted to say on what you yeah, said. That's the, right. second thing, yeah. uh, the second thing is that although, I mean, uh, there is a, a, a flood of information out there, um, the good old recipe that you need to have clarity on your strategy and where you go, it's always true because that becomes the strainer, the thing that will filter out the real and important things out of an ocean an ocean of, of data, an ocean of, of information flowing uh, out there around back and forth. So uh, if there is, and that is one of the big problems that organizations have. They do not have the clarity of where they go. And most important, they do not have instilled the clarity in the way that they operate. So if you really have a bunch of people and you don't have the clarity on how they touch base uh, mm -hmm. the one with the other, and they don't create a, a distinction between the roles. So these people cannot are, are duplicating the work, are not efficient. Yeah, You're yeah. wasting money for the company, and these people are not, are very unhappy and soon will be out of, of the company. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. So it's it, uh, on that point, uh, particularly uh, when you're saying about the information. So it's the thing with leadership, it's determining. It's not the problem getting the information and data. It's getting the recognizing the right data. I mean, we have so much noise around us at the moment with different data. We can access things all over the anywhere, but it's getting the right stuff. And that then, once you recognize it, the leadership recognize the right data, then you can pro provide the clarity for employees with that data because you might be getting the data uh, as a CEO of a large organization, but so are the employees. So it's it's identifying what is the right data because they'll get data they get it anywhere it's getting giving them the right data so the clarity is there and so much flies around now um, it's recognizing what we take notice of and what we just treat as noise and let it pass that makes because i'm just it's to me that's one of the great challenges is, uh, of leadership and you said it's the clarity and that, to me, that gets harder than what it once was when the only data people got at work was what, what they were told. So you can control it a bit more. Now they can get data 24 hours a day, seven days a week from anywhere. Um, so the influences are just mind-blowing to what they used to be. And, and, and to build on what you're saying, that is why we need a, a methodical approach on how we really solve the problems. So uh, I hear uh, um, cultures that are not really working, uh, mm. environments that are not promoting uh, neither efficiency nor growth. Uh, um, I hear about organizations that uh, are very much uh, 
trying to scale up operations globally, wonderfully funded, uh, uh, and uh, they don't really make it there, and uh, they fail into the process. And, yeah. and, and, and when you really try to focus on just one thing, you miss the point. It's just trying to, let's say, to create something that uh, uh, you suffer from, but you don't pay any attention to any other of the organs. So I, I try, let's say, to uh, uh, curate, I mean, to cure my, my, my pain on, on my leg, but I don't pay any attention. And uh, with the very hard uh, medicines, painkillers, I very much um, uh, create a, a damage to my stomach. So if you really are not balanced and you're not taking into consideration all the different things, and I will I will speak in a moment what are these things, and I would like your audience very much to have that as a method. Uh, if if you don't pay attention to, to these things, I mean it can't work. So that's yeah. why I'm saying that you need to have let's say something like a, a dashboard. So yes. you need to have. Yeah. Um, uh, a console, uh, a dashboard, or okay, I will stick with the dashboard. A dashboard of buttons, and, and the buttons are really six. So it's a magic number. Yes. And uh, they really need to have these six buttons and monitor uh, what is the, the situation on all these six uh, uh, things. And these six things are very much the processes, it's very much the the cases, I mean, the knowledge, skills, and abilities that exist in the people. It's very much the, uh, the engagement uh, or, let's say, the culture factor, what's going on over there, what are the norms, what are very much uh, uh, the uh, metrics utilized or the KPIs that you use in order to, to measure uh, how things are being done or not yeah. done. What is your structure and how you implement that through your leadership? And finally, what are your controls? How are you going to control that thing? So, uh, which could be, for example, your governance systems and many others. So if you don't have that kind of uh, holistic approach, you're going just to, uh, uh, to go into circles as if you were, I mean, as if uh, it was a dog chasing uh, its tail. Yeah. So you don't, you don't end up anywhere because you do, yeah. not, uh, you do not have... Uh, uh, press the, the buttons and you need to have that buttons in front of you when you do whatever you do uh, uh, whatever even if you just launch a product uh, uh, and you believe that that is irrelevant it's not so uh, mm -hmm. for whatever I'm going to launch a product I'm going to grow uh, to uh, open a new uh, a new branch I'm yeah, going to yeah. do whatever do I do I follow these buttons do I know what's going on with these six buttons if I don't failed yeah, I, I agree. So you got six six points basically to because um, if any one of them is not uh, robust, then it will fail because you need all six working congruently. Uh, and to me, that's that's what creates the organisation. It's it's not just it; it's processes, but it's it's what's around that. As you're saying, it's the process, the competencies of the people. Um, the KPI, how you how you work your metrics, uh, the the how you structure your leadership, and your governance. And I'm sorry, I missed one. I just, just got dropped off the top of my head now. So uh, I I don't think that you missed anything because I mean okay. you had it in your mind. It's the culture and the norms. The culture uh, and the norms. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and that's very much uh, what is 
the story that exists already within the organization. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And uh, this is very much influenced by all of them, but also it becomes an influencer itself and gets back and hits everything else. So uh, that's why it's an important thing. And, and we say that these things, these six buttons become the important, the important uh, enabling elements for an organization to operate uh, um, not just efficiently, but also at an optimal level. So uh, with that being said, uh, we tend to um, disregard uh, uh, things and we say, okay, I mean, we're going to do something about the culture. We're going to do an engagement survey. We're going to see what yeah. we can do. And that's it. Yeah. Okay. It, it's, it's a start, but it's like, uh, uh, let's say starting, taking your car, going out in the road and you say, okay, I'm going to just uh, uh, look at the road and go uh, uh, straight forward. Yeah. Wonderful. But uh, I mean, do you want to pay attention right and left? We'd like also mm. to see if there are any pedestrians out there. We'd like also to see if there are any other cars. Yeah, and like it's yeah. it's it like, like you say, like, and you're right. It's sometimes you'll get or you get organisations um, who do a lot of the surveys and, and testing testing the culture. Well, culture is basically what people say and do at work, in essence, in a simplistic way. That's all culture is. But it's not so much uh, what you're saying is we what's our direction? Where are we heading in the future? Not just reacting to oh the engagement levels are down a bit. Let's put a band aid on that and get that up a little bit more. And that quite often, I, I sometimes see that, that even, and, and a lot of staff see it as well, that leaders try to put band-aids or react to the staff surveys to make it, it basically focus on getting the, the figures look a bit better next week. Let's hope next time we do the survey, <laughs> it's, it's improved because otherwise I'm, I'm, in, I'm in trouble as the leader, right? But rather yeah. than, but the key is where are we heading? Not and take people with us, not reacting to what the, the temperature test of the organization is all the time. It's where we're heading and then engaging people for the direction of the journey we're moving to and create the engagement levels higher rather than reacting and putting band-aids on what we already have. Yeah, yeah, and I know that it's not easy and the level of influence that many times we have does not reach the point that we can change things uh, in the root cause. Uh, but I would like always to say that there are, I mean, there are things that you cannot change, yes. Yeah. There are things that you can influence and there are things that you can change. So you can start with the things that you can change. Yeah, mm, and then you right. can also continue influencing things. And for those that you cannot change, don't do anything. But I mean, you can at least uh, uh, focus to, to the other uh, on the other two. Yeah, it's like it's well, I totally agree, and I and uh, as I said, we could talk for a long time on these various subjects because Anna um, always talks quality and always talks uh, sense, and, uh, and that's why she does well in her in her organization development uh, consulting business. And I always say thank you for coming on, Anna. It's always, as I said, a pleasure to have you on. We'll probably have you on again when we got some more, something that we can add value to our to listeners that, that they want to hear. I'm sure we'll be, you'll, we'll have you on again. I will be glad to. Thank you very much. Yeah. And thank you for your audience that was listening. Us. Yes, and I'll have those points listed on our uh, podcast notes as well as 
uh, Anna's contact point and her LinkedIn, et cetera, um, address, et cetera, et cetera. So thanks for listening to our listeners. And uh, until next time, enjoy the day. Thank you.